You're listening to the Fuck Yeah Nation Network. Hey everyone, welcome to Robert Land. That's right, your favorite not safe for work comedy theme park podcast is back. I'm Robert Thompson, a comedian, a musician, a philanthropist. <laughs> I'll be whatever you want me to be. No, look guys, uh, usually on this show we have comedians, uh, writers, musicians, alcoholics, share their favorite theme park experiences and we talk about theme parks and life it's a hoot and a holler uh you know i recorded this episode before the coronavirus takeover so this one is definitely a period piece all these episodes kind of take you back to a simpler time and late 2019 early 2020 and uh i'm i'm glad i could take you guys there and we can all go together um, on this magical journey that is Robert Land. But uh, before I get down uh, with my guest, Mr. Jay Light, who is a D-Light. <laughs> he is a writer on a lot of television shows. He, uh, you know, you may have seen him in Comedy Central's Roast Battle. Um, great dude. We have a good talk. Uh, before I get to me and Jay Light, I thought I would do something special. Uh, to take you guys back to the theme parks, even if they are closed. The Rivers of America is one of my uh, favorite places in any theme park in Disneyland. Uh, you can kind of close your eyes at this clip and picture you being there. Our friends at Theme Park Geek sent us an ASMR clip of the Rivers of America. So I'd like you guys to close your eyes and picture being at Disneyland right now and Listen to the sweet and sultry sounds of Disneyland's Rivers of America. Enjoy. Marcelo, I'm sick of your shit. And now you're gonna get what's coming for you. No. 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 Please, sweetie, it's not gonna fit. Oh my god. You useless bitch. Well, that was not the sounds of the Rivers of America. Uh, that was an audio clip of a man getting a large dildo inserted into his ass. Um, not exactly what I wanted to play for you guys. So I know where me and Theme Park Geek stand. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm going to delete this. But before I do, I'm going to copy and paste it somewhere else. <laughs> but, uh, you know, before we get into me and Jay Light, here's your Theme Park Minute with Zach Hillman. This is Theme Park Minute with Zach Hillman. In its early days, Universal Studios used to play the old nepotism card by letting celebrities' relatives run their studio tour. Universal would also pull random employees to take guests backstage. This included John Badham, who would go on to direct classics like Saturday Night Fever and War Games. For the record, I tried to do the same thing while working on adult film sets, but the furthest I ever got was Fluffer. Bet you guys didn't know that, did you? <laughs> well, get ready. Here I am with me and Jay Light. Hello, Jay. How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, heck yeah. Glad to have you. Happy to be here, Robert. Oh, for sure, dude. Welcome to Robert Land. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is really Robert Land. This is an office, but you know. Robert Land is in your imagination. That's right. Robert Land's in your heart. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know? It's all it's all philosophical, and you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> but dude, uh, so I from what I know about you is you grew up in Texas, right? Yes. And there's like a shit ton of amusement parks out there. Oh yeah, like I a, have a very extensive Texas-based theme park experience <laughs> and knowledge. Of, yeah. yeah, well, because we run the gamut. You know, we've got. Oh, there's a lot of water parks because uh -huh. tech, obviously it's a very hot state. Yeah, lots of water parks. We have not not as many Six Flags as now as there were when I was growing up. Uh huh. Um, but we had 
at our peak three different Six Flags. Wow. Of course, you got the State Fair, which uh-huh. is its own essentially mini theme park yeah. that gets set up for the month of October. So we really have uh, really cornered the theme park market. <laughs> where where in Texas did you grow up exactly? I was in San Antonio for a couple of years as a as a younger child, uh-huh. and then I spent ten years in uh, the suburbs of Dallas. So okay. I was there from age eight till I graduated high school, eighteen. Yeah, so you were you were close to the OG Six Flags, right? Yeah, Six Flags over Texas. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Ar- Arlington. And what tripped me about that when I was in Texas was it's just like right off the freeway. You get it's, it's it's kind of it's just this big. This is fucking Six Flags. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it, uh, that's yeah. So did you have a lot of memories of going to that as a as a kid? Or, yeah, went yeah. to Six Flags over Texas a lot. It's yeah. one of those play. You know, we got a season pass for it. Pretty much. I don't even know if it was every year that we lived there, but I know we had season passes more years than we didn't for Six Flags Over Texas. Yeah. Went there a lot because it was just, I mean, it was not super far from where we lived in the suburbs. There's Hurricane Harbor gets linked in with the season pass, too, if you want to go chill at a water park for an afternoon or something. And it was just, you know, it was an easy trip. You know, like if family's visiting town, we'll go to Six Flags. Oh, if we've got... A church trip or something. Yeah, we'll go to Six Flags. If babysitters bored and can't think of anything to take the kids to go do over the summer, then yeah, she'll take us to Six Flags. Yeah, we had a couple. Uh, I I don't even know if we is like my high school years. I don't I don't remember how often we went to Six Flags. But I know it was a couple times where it was like just going to hang out. Yeah, well, it's like a lot of people that I've talked to about amusement parks like. At some point, it's just like we can go find some chicks, like, and especially Six Flags. It's like it's it's more like mature. It's like, you know, it's 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 it's, it's, it's the more adult. I, I feel like I feel like debauchery happens at Six Flags. You know. Yes. Well, that's the thing. I always I always uh, was saying that like I actually I have a bit about this that I it's going to be on my album, so you'll be able to listen to it on that in full. But Six Flags is like a white trash Disneyland. <laughs> Because yes, yes. Six Flags has all of the theme parkiness that Disney does. Yeah. But it doesn't have the Disney sheen. Yep. It's basically just they leave it all as is. <laughs> they let it all ride. Yeah. And they let it all hang out. It's very <laughs> it's very loosey goosey. Yeah, I, I, I uh a lot of them, this is just an observation that I've had. They're usually kind of like, I mean, not Arlington isn't really the the hood. It's in Arlington, right? Yep. That one, it's not the hood, but I feel like a lot of them are. There's a little like toughness to it. I feel, you know, like the, especially in uh, uh, here in, in California, like that one. It was like, oh, you better, you know, oh, Magic wa- Mountain. Yeah, Magic yeah. Mountain. Watch where you wear your Tweety Bird hat. You know what I mean? You <laughs> might fucking piss off the Tasmanian devils, and you might get shanked. You yeah, know? be was, careful. Don't yeah. wear your don't wear your Bugs Bunny colors around here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, I always felt like it was that. Was there, because, you know, dark rides, I personally love the Disney dark ride. Maybe it's just like I'm, I'm getting older and I just want to chill, you know? Like, <laughs> and I'm too big now to go on some of the Six Flags rides because they're just so, they're they're rad. It's like I had my time listening to death metal, uh-huh. you know? I'm getting to that Barry Manilow. Like, adult contemporary is fine with me. I'll right. Just, I can take the boat ride. Yeah, you, you know? listen to a little smooth jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, thinking about it, because Texas it has all the Six Flags, is there any like dark ride uh, parks that have any kind of Disney esque? Not, Not really. really no, I mean, Six Flags is at least Six Flags over Texas, and you know, probably to a lesser degree Fiesta Texas. I just don't remember Fiesta Texas as well because I hadn't been there even longer than it was for Six Flags over Texas. And is that a Mexican restaurant in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is uh, this is the San Antonio Six that's Flags. Right. Yeah, is that that's still standing? Or yeah, no? still okay. up. Astro World's the one that closed. Okay, that that was uh, formerly in Houston. Oh, okay. So Six Flags, it, at least uh, over Texas. All of their rides, it was basically roller coasters. We had the, I think they still have the record for this, but the tallest free fall ride. Oh, Jesus. The Superman Tower Power. Oh, my God. And they also, well, because Six Flags Over Texas has been around for so long, they had 
a reputation of being the theme park that broke a lot of rides for like the general public. So like yeah. the first ever free fall ride was oh. at Six Flags over Texas. Yeah. And then the first uh or the not the not just the first, I don't think, but the tallest and fastest wooden roller coaster for a long time was at Six Flags Whoa. over Texas. And I think the only one it's modified now because it was very dangerous and it started to like fuck with people people were i think we're getting concussions off of riding it because it's wooden roller coasters are super rickety yeah. so they updated it to change the track so it's a steel track now but people like fell off the texas <laughs> giant <laughs> oh shit that was one of the i remember six flags over texas had a lot of tragedies happen at it when i was there <laughs> like there was uh there was a raft. We had uh, one of the raft, big raft rides, not just a log flume, right? One of the ones where it's like eight people to a raft and it yes. spins you around. One of those overturned, and I think everybody <laughs> drowned when I was oh like 13 God. or 14. That happened. <laughs> a couple of years ago, somebody was too fat on Texas Giant and their thing didn't close all the way, their lap bar. Whoa. And they didn't get checked properly by uh -huh. the ride attendants. And so on the initial flop, on the initial drop of Texas Giant, they flew out the Texas oh my Giant. Wow. So, yeah. you know, that's the kind of stuff that like happens at the Six Flags. That's yeah, that's it. You know, that's what the show is about is death mm -hmm. and <laughs> fucked up. Well, that's that's yeah. what rides are about. You know, like we have. So another Texas theme park that I went to a fair amount growing up was Schlitterbahn, the original Schlitterbahn in New Braunfels. Okay. It's a water theme park. So, wow. Okay. That's right. I've yeah. heard of Schlitterbahn. It's like water. It's like aquatic Disneyland, and it's all German-themed. And they have, in the one in New Braunfels, they have four different sections. Uh-huh. But their Schlitterbahn brand expanded over the course of however many years. So Schlitterbahn's like killing people now too, you know. They had the the, the roller coaster, the water coaster. I think it was in Kansas City. Uh, shout out Super Bowl champs, Kansas City. Yeah. But they had a, they had a water coaster over there called Verrucht, and it was the fastest, tallest water roller coaster. And somebody, a kid, got decapitated on. That's it. right. That was a yeah. couple of years ago. That yeah. was at Schlitterbahn. Oh, not the one in Texas. Schlit. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, oh my gosh. Uh, that's that was there. Oh my god. And then. Uh, so they have, they have, it's a chain. They have a few Schiller bonds. Yeah, but the OGs in New Braunfels. I went there a, a handful of times. Which also sounds German. You it know? is New German. New Braunfels. Oh, that is. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, it yeah. sounds German. Yeah. Okay, well, sense. Texas is a lot of German and Eastern European immigrants. Okay. So they have a lot of that sort of heritage throughout Texas. Yeah. You know, New Braunfels and Schlitterbahn are the two prime examples of it. Mm -hmm. But even in like Six Flags over Texas, there's a lot of stuff that's they've got sort of like a German inflection to some areas of the park. A lot of that comes through in like uh, not not as thoroughly as it would in Schlitterbahn. Yeah, yeah. But they've got, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of sausages and brats and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Strudel. barbecuing techniques. Yeah. All yeah, that yeah. stuff. A lot of it comes from the uh, the German and, and Eastern European influence. Oh, that's cuisine crazy. wise. Yeah, that, I you know I wasn't familiar with that, and I, I uh, you know I think about California and where, fuck, what's that? Uh, they have a Split P Andersons and uh, where's that? That's split a, P Andersons. Yeah, that's a uh, Who's it's, that? just, it's a uh, it's a it's a restaurant where they have Split P soup, and I hate Split P soup, but I love that place. I don't know why because <laughs> the theming is so great. It's like this uh, like Swedish like like kind of. Uh, yeah, that that tribe. Uh, it's it's in uh, fuck. I've got the name of the city. God damn it! I'll have to uh, I'll have to edit this out. Uh, I'll have Evan uh, waste time. On <laughs> no, no, no. God, I forget what that that city's called. But it's just kind of interesting to think of like the settlements of certain culture and how it's like really influential in certain parts of mm -hmm. of, of of Texas. Though I just that's kind of funny. Um, so what what are some rides at Schlitterbahn other than decapitation? Uh, right. The, the Capitation Mountain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Schlitterbahn has a surfing ride that uh -huh. is very popular. They have the Master Blaster, which is a super tall water slide. Uh, the Master Race Blaster. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Um, they have a handful of 
you know, crazy water slides and, yeah. and some lazy rivers and that kind of shit. Yeah. There was actually, so New Braunfels is around San Antonio. When I was a kid in San Antonio, we went there, and then my Boy Scout troop went and on an annual trip to Schlitterbahn at, like, the end of the summer. But when I moved to outside of Dallas, there was a bootleg tiny water park oh, wow. that I think is owned by the city uh-huh. that... Uh, that opens in existence still is there it's called nrh2o <laughs> that's so, amazing yeah because it's in north richland hills so that's okay. the nrh but the h2o because of water you know that's very yeah. clever so yeah. i went to nrh2o a lot as a kid and they also have same deal like big really tall slides mm. they had a water coaster called i think it was just called the green machine <laughs> and nobody nobody got decapitated on that so oh, see, that's funny it's an off-brand park and it's very reliable mm-hmm. you know it's all about the upkeep guys but uh you know sometimes those i love those little parks that have character like that you know like in in uh riverside there's this castle park it's essentially just it's you know a poor man's a poor man's poor man's disneyland and like knots and i found a lot of uh-huh. the the knots people actually worked on it but uh there there wasn't i don't think any deaths until recently but that place that place is it's it's got charm you know oh, it's, yeah. it's run on meth and to <laughs> i think they pay people in tokens like, it's kind of sad but there's something about that that it's just charming you know yeah like they got a little animatronic that does not work it never worked in the first place there's just sadness no it's it's uh i love the charm of those places like like in a goofy movie you know where they go to that like there's a scene in the goofy movie where they go to like a just oh go see this this uh band and it's like a a band of uh what is it uh fucking possums and it's an animatronic yeah cheese. yeah there's so, i love that i love the great you know giant ear of corn or whatever yeah that kind of stuff i love a tourist trappy yeah, kind of place tourist trappy type of place yeah um yeah that's that's cool though man texas uh and then when did you branch out of the texas amusement parks you ever go to like disney world as a kid oh yeah disney world disneyland i mean the first theme park i ever went to was disneyland because when i was a kid well my dad was in the navy stationed Uh out of san diego for a few years so i don't really remember but we went to disneyland because uh-huh. Anaheim is not super far from San Diego. No. So when my dad was stationed, my mom would take me, and we had a cousin who lived out there at the time who was like my mom's age, uh-huh. and I think my little sister. And we would we just went to Disneyland a couple times. Yeah. And so I've had a lot of experience at the dis at the whole Disney family of parks. Yeah. Disneyland, Disney World. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Disney park lifestyle yeah it's a very there's just it still holds up i'm not the kind of person who's like so deep in yeah, disney yeah. where i'm getting like annual passes i'm not any of that i'm, I'm not that far down the road but you appreciate, but appreciate the, the magic yeah you know? i i get that i i mean i do i have i i'm one of those those freaks you know uh blowing money on a <laughs> i mean it's uh i think like disney really perfected the amusement park you know because there's a thing that you could there's something about it when like when you get older and you want kids and you want to have fun as well it, it's it's it works like you can both ride these rides and it's weird to think of amusement parks pre-disney just how dirty and like seedy i mean it was just like it was carnivals and you know right i mean yeah. it's still dirty and seedy yeah that's like, true <laughs> at, not yeah, yeah. just at six flags like six flags is a great place to go watch like like youth group kids try and figure out where they can sneak off and fuck in a bush or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Disney has that too. It does. Disney's just way better about cleaning it up quick. Yeah. Because they have people who are like, you know, designated to scan for trash and (laughs) clean it up as quick as possible of like both the, you know, physical litter variety and of like human beings being shitty to each other (laughs) variety. Yeah. They're really quick about it. Like, uh, I was in Disney World recently, and it was the second time I'd been there. And they just opened uh, the Sky Skyline, which is like the sky buckets that they used to have at the parks. Where it was like you know, it, it was like a uh, a ski lift essentially, but it, those sky bucket things that would take you through the Matterhorn at Disneyland. But they just reopened something like that. But it's transportation actually around like the resorts. Like it'll take you to different uh you know hotels and parks and this is and at stuff. disney disney world, world? yeah okay, yeah cool. so I was, I was there and uh 
it um, was awesome because it was really fast transportation, you know, but we noticed that it was coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Like they would, like when they'd stop and they'd load people in, it would like sway kind of. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, an hour and a half after we had gotten off the uh, ski lift, uh, yeah, it, there was a crash and people were stuck for three hours. And uh, people were like, <laughs> someone got brain damaged. No, but they, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Well, I wouldn't put past it. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is, there was no reports of like what exactly happened. It was just like wiped clean. Like I kept trying to find it because I remember there's images of like the uh, cabins like colliding and it was gone within like a day. So oh were, yeah, they're real. Like Disney, Disney figured out because they there are laws in place where that stuff has to get reported, but Disney is very very good. Yeah, they have whatever, you know, whatever corporate lawyers are involved in their parks division to keep this stuff quiet are extremely good at it. Yeah, that's like I mean, I was this is part of why I love Disney, too, is because Disney is really good at like presenting the image. But Disney also is so good at covering up all the dark shit because, you know, there's a lot of dark shit going on. Disney parks. You ever ever seen this movie Escape from Tomorrow? Yes, okay. I did. So yeah, you know, yeah. Escape from Tomorrow, for listeners who might not be in the know, is this great, interesting movie about a, a guy who is trying to like stay sane on the last day of his vacation with his family at Disney World. And there's a lot of really dark, fucked up, surreal shit that goes on. <laughs> and you see, there's a, and you see a lot of like, oh, the Disney parks in general are really spooky and eerie if you are not looking at them in the way that Disney has presented them to you. Yeah. And what I love about that movie is that it was filmed without Disney's permission in the theme parks on the sly and showed, like, oh, this is really, like, the bastardized, awful version of Disney that really exists, and it's always going to be there. Like, there's always going to be stories about people dying in the park or people trying to... I was just... Re- I was... There's um, the turn of the year, I think, yeah. or maybe right around the end of last year. There's a lady who, at Disney World, now they have, between some of the resorts, they have that lake where they have it, and then they have an aquatic transport. They got a ferry. Mm. And a lady tried to kill herself by jumping off the ferry. Oh, shit. Yeah, into wow. the water. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, right. It's, it's you know it is very fascinating because it's like this is you know they're branded the most ha- the, the most magical place on earth, right. the most happiest, you know, place, happiest on place on earth. earth. So it's it is weird to think about all the like dark seedy stuff. Like I remember I had read about uh, a death in the seventies, and it's where it's in uh, Tomorrowland, but they have like this revolving stage oh Did yeah you know the yeah. the uh the carousel of tomorrow yeah 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 yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah so they uh at the time i think it was it was called america sings or it was like burl ives and he's like singing about america that's my burl ives impression no <laughs> singing about burl america ives. yeah i and, picture you immediately <laughs> as the uh the snowman from the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer cartoons <laughs> yeah it, it uh it's crazy because the employees were very uh, irresponsible, and they would jump in between this revolving stage, which is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. But it was the seventies; you know, people were smoking doobies, not paying attention. Right. This woman, this poor, you know, I mean, poor choice. It's her. It's 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 usually human error, a lot of it. Uh, but yeah, she was jumping in between walls and got caught and was crushed. And they what's crazy about it is they don't change a lot of those things like things will just happen and then they'll they just, you know, they'll close for a day and up oh, back back in business here. Right. That's yeah, crazy. Um, but that's what they got to do in order do. to maintain the image. They do. And it's it's kind of it's, it's neat to think that there was, you know, someone's head crushed in one of these rides and there's still pixie dust. Right. In there, you if know? There's, <laughs> and that pixie dust, just a little bit of a little bit of iron taste to it, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of A.B. Yeah. But that's the th- I think there's something that like other theme parks, at least all the ones that I've been to have not been able to capture that level like you still see the rough around the edgesness of even places like universal here or the universal park down in orlando which i've also been to i've been to yeah. both of those i hear your islands of adventure people like rave about it like that one is kind of the underrated park of like Islands of Adventure is great. Yeah. Islands of Adventure is really cool, but yeah. it's not. It's not Disney. That's yeah. the thing. Islands of Adventure is really cool, 
Yeah, it's yeah, a fun yeah. time, but it's a place where there's going to be some stuff that's like, this feels kind of off. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. also, it's home to the my money, the absolute worst theme park ride I've ever been on, <laughs> what, what which is, is the Harry Potter ride there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, is it... Uh, uh, so we there's there's da- Dagon Alley um, and there's also Hogsmeade, which I think are the two right the yeah. parts of the wor- the Wizarding World. I'm talking about. I think they have a new ride now that's part of the whole Harry Potter experience at both parks. But this ride exists. It, it's the uh, the Harry Potter and the Flight of something or other. And oh, you're the Hippogriff si- or Pippogriff. Or- you're sitting. I think so. And you're sitting yeah, on a yeah. bench. And the bench basically flies around, essentially, is the is the ride. And you're watching something happening on the screens. It is the single worst experience I have ever had on a theme park ride, is riding this in Universal Studios Orlando. So much to the point where I deliberately, when I went to the one in, in Universal Hollywood, yeah. I deliberately did not ride that ride because <laughs> I knew I had such a bad time. Okay, I, I know exactly what ride that is, but it, it's extremely nauseating. Yeah, right? it's so nauseating. I couldn't. I I I don't normally get very motion yeah. sick on rides. I have more as I've gotten older, but uh-huh. I'm typically somebody with a pretty good stomach, and I can handle some thrill rides. This is just too too much. And I think you know, I think it's that like blend of the 3D, and then you're and you, there's the animatronic stuff, which I admire. I love that, mm-hmm. but then. Yeah, randomly you'll be like, "Oh, they're you know playing. Was it Quidditch? Whatever they're doing, they're yep. Quidditching, and you're yeah, it's just you're being this, jerked around. Yeah. You're flying, quote unquote, and yeah. it's just so so nauseating and <laughs> yeah. sickening. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. just felt bad. The one time I went to the one in Universal Orlando, I went there, and a buddy of mine who was got who got crazy drunk the night before, <laughs> like immediately puked on the on the the exit. Uh, moving sidewalk thing Like as wow. soon as we got off the ride Oh my god I can imagine I don't know why that isn't yeah. like a mass Like the way that the coronavirus is like spreading I don't know how people aren't just like affect- Like yeah that ride is so Fucking dizzying I don't get it I don't know why it ever isn't there mass vomiting Every time someone gets on that ride It's insane I think um, they're probably I don't know who knows Yeah yeah. People I, I don't understand who that ride is designed for And who's supposed <laughs> to enjoy themselves riding it Yeah I And it's funny because the Disney rides get smoother Like the the newer ones Like mm-hmm. uh, like Cars You know Cars is different uh, It's like half like dark ride fantasy land type ride which i love and then it's also like a like an e-ticket you yeah know, racer ride cool but, thrill ride some test track stuff it's yeah got test- built using the same technology totally yeah and it's it that blew me away that they could blend that storytelling and have like a you know test track e-ticket type uh fastness about it. it's that ride to me is is one of the best i've ever been on it's the cars ride. oh cars ride's great yeah, i love yeah i love the the things that they do at disney to sort of gamify rides too yeah buzz let your astro blasters toy story mania these are rides that are the same deal it's it's a leisurely trip yeah you're not being whipped around no. you're not it's not a roller coaster but it still manages to be exciting because you're doing stuff yeah and you're trying to like you're playing a game you're scoring points yeah you're trying to win have you been on uh, smugglers run yet have you been to galaxy no edge? i have not been to galaxy's okay. edge that is yeah. something i'm looking forward to doing at some point but i haven't been yet yeah it's it's uh have you i have but i'm 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 trying to get on uh, the rise of the resistance which is you know people are raving about yeah i've heard it's, it's like ground, groundbreaking you know and um which i'm really excited about i heard it's kind of like like someone told me it's the best ride since indiana jones like they were just like Ooh, so. Indiana yeah. Jones is a like probably one of my top five. Theme totally. Park rides. Yeah, and I love uh, Harrison Ford in that ride because he looks like a rat-faced Rick Moranis. Like yeah. it does not resemble Harrison Ford. <laughs> and I found out that they didn't have the uh, approval or something. They didn't. Ha- there was something with like not having the rights to Harrison Ford's face. So that's why he looks nothing like Harrison Ford. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, three different, like, you know, he looks like Randy Quaid or, yeah, it just does not resemble handsome Harrison Ford. And uh, I, yeah, but I love that ride. Uh, that What's that ride in Disney World? But that's very similar uh, with the dinosaurs. Uh, oh, the Animal one Kingdom. in Animal Kingdom? Yeah, di- d- based off dinosaurs. See, that one isn't doesn't do it for me, though. It doesn't? No, it's too slow. Yeah, it is a little, it's a little slower. 
I just like how creepy and like weird tonally it is. Like there's something about like the Michael Eisner era where it's like he wanted to amp it up and make it more like badass and compete with Universal and, you know, Six Flags or whatever. Uh, and I heard it was just like to impress his son, kind of like his son's like, this is all kid rides. So, so they make Tower of Terror. They make Alien Encounter, which terrifies right. children forever. Uh, which brings me to the next question. Okay, did you go to Disney World when that ride was there? When Alien Encounter was there? I did. I did not ride it. Oh my god, dude! That's I. I'm sure that might have saved you some trauma, though. I think <laughs> it probably did. I was traumatized. Here's the thing that it took me a long time to get over was I was afraid of going upside down on roller coasters for a very long me time. Me too. Yeah. But the rock and roller coaster at Disney World is the ride that broke me of that fear. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because it happens in the dark. Yeah, it's like masks. Like you don't yeah. really know that it's happening. Yeah. yeah. And so then once I felt it happen, I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. Because Six Flags Over Texas has two, well, one really great inverted ride uh-huh. uh where a, co- a roller coaster you go upside down and then one that's fun and cool but just it's not like top tier but they've uh-huh. got you know the batman ride which is great and then they have mr freeze which is an amazing roller coaster mm-hmm. and it's one of the you know you launch and you do a couple loops and then you go up all the way this you know this sort of really tall thing like the superman escape thing uh-huh. at magic mountain and then you just slide back down and you go through it backwards fuck yeah it's a lot of fun <laughs> that's and si- i mean i love a backwards ride six flags fiesta texas has joker's revenge which is a roller coaster that initially was a ride that took you forwards and uh-huh. then backwards and then it became a ride that only sent you backwards roller coaster <laughs> which is just hey this is the joker it's yeah. joker's trick that's amazing yeah see i love I love that about uh, Six Flags. They, they always were trying to push the like, you know, wow factor and like, what what else can we like, you know, make someone's head explode on? Like, it's always it's always like the hardcore. Like, I look at it as it's like the the heavy metal. You know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> it's like the death metal of amusement parks. You know, in a yeah. way. But uh, emphasis on the death. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The uh, man, we're talking about. Uh, so, what the, does that make Disney World then? I, you know, Disney World is like, it's like the Beatles. You get a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? You can get Helter Skelter if you want to get a little. I mean, Helter Skelter is like, like a grunge. Like, I mean, that's like a banger. You know. But then you can also get, uh, here comes the sun. <laughs> you know. I, you might be the first. I I agree with you, but I think you're the first person I've ever heard describe Helter Skelter as a banger. It it, it, it dude, is. You're it right, is, man. Helter, it's like a, Helter Skelter slaps. It does, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> I I can hear those people being murdered when I listen to that song. Now it's uh, it's crazy. The uh, the great thing about these amusement parks, though, and and a lot of like Disney especially is like, you know, it brings you into these movies. And I know you're a big film movie fan, you yep. know. And uh, it's always interesting to me when I discover some of these things about movie properties and i had no idea like when you hear that there was action figures to certain movies and you're like wait what where was i i didn't see that mm-hmm. that's the same thing with some of these rides like so paramount owned like a bunch of amusement parks in the 90s really the thousands yeah paramount because everyone was getting in on the amusement park game you know you had obviously disney i'm doing it forever universal was starting to really kill it in the 90s so warner brothers and paramount had amusement parks warner brothers for oddly was in australia and germany okay and i think only australia is standing well actually i don't know now i don't know now hopefully it's all right but uh it's uh crazy the gremlins ride and stuff and it, oh, man. it looks like a universal like quality ride did like a i think a ghostbusters ride it's all this stuff that i, I didn't know existed but okay. it didn't you look back and like whoa where was i but uh paramount owned these uh parks and some of the oddest like titles have attractions like the last. So it was bought out by Cedar Cedar Fair, who owns like Cedar. Oh yeah, Point, Cedar Point and Knott's Berry Farm now. Stuff, yeah, Carowinds, Farm. Uh, Canada's Wonderland. There's like a, there's a, a good six parks that they owned, uh, and then Paramount bought it out, and uh, then Cedar Cedar Fair uh, uh, bought everything out. But during the Paramount era, the last movie based ride was the Italian Job. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is like so it's so odd you know like i think they have an animatronic oh, jason statham no but some of the theming was pretty great like there was a wayne's world ride okay which i had no i mean i'm a huge wayne's world fan what genre of ride it's was a the it's wayne's a roller coaster ride. and it's called the hurler <laughs> and there's like a commercial I like that yeah it was in virginia at uh King's Dominion, which is, you know, under that umbrella. Oh, I have heard of Paramount King's Dominion. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Great America here in, like, Northern California was a Paramount Park. And now it's Six Flags, right? Yeah, uh, I think, no, I think Cedar Fair, it's under the Cedar Fair family. But they had a Top Gun ride, uh, which is now, like, fighter jet. It's, you know, right. really generic, whatever. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Jet boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I think is uh, a gay pornography film-based uh, ride, which is the first of its kind, mm-hmm. and it's good. It's good yeah. diversity. That's where, that's where gun oil yeah. came from, actually. <laughs> Famous gay man's lube. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess shit. it's lube for anybody. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's advertised because <laughs> only only a man would want to think about fucking with a with guns machinery. Yeah, it's very masculine. You know, let's get some tra- let's get some tractor oil up on your cock. <laughs> man, that sounds fun. That sounds very uh, flammable, though. You know, probably. And but I- if you're not having sex fast enough that you might cause some sparks and. Make something catch on fire, then I don't think you're really doing it right. That's right, dude. That's what I learned at the pleasure chest last time I took a lovemaking seminar there. What's the pleasure chest? Is that a place? Yeah, you don't know what the pleasure chest is? No, I'm not it's familiar. A shop. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, that's not a surprise that it's called the pleasure yeah, chest. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's great. I've bought, uh, I've bought a handful of sex-related things there. Oh, cool. It's on Santa Monica. It's in West Hollywood. Oh, okay. There's a comedy show there. Oh, yes. I've yeah. heard of that. I haven't been have to it. They have a couple other ones. San Francisco, New York. You know, places where people like to bone. Is it like a fries? Like a fries electronics <laughs> for like dildos or something? Is uh, it, uh, It's, I mean, I've, I would imagine that they would probably not welcome the comparison to fries. <laughs> it's more like a, it's more like a best buy. It's okay. like slick. Yeah, yeah, you know, and not just because of all the lube. It's very, <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah, 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 kind of a store, right? It's yeah. like a, it's like an M M&M's and M's store in Times Square, but for for, <laughs> for dick sex. stuff and <laughs> pussy stuff. Yeah, you know, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I need to stop by there. Maybe get me some some anal beads and some. M&Ms. I bought anal beads at Pleasure Chest. Oh, cool. I bought anal beads there. I bought lube there. They got everything you need, man, and they have a very knowledgeable and friendly staff. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed great. to other sex shops I've been to, not in California, where it's, everybody just—I I, can't—I can't. Have you been to a sex shop been there in Texas? Yeah. So what? What's like the demeanor like? There is it like guilt or what? Is like? No, I think it's. I mean, the one I went to was in the suburbs of Dallas. Oh, okay. It's called Condoms to Go. Okay. So, you know, as opposed to condoms for here, <laughs> you're not going to be fucking inside. But the. I I was so young when I was there. You know, this is like a decade ago. Yeah, 18, yeah, yeah. 19. Yeah. So all I remember was just still being feeling like the shame of sex yeah. at that point because I was very, you know, I'm still getting used to like the idea <laughs> of buying condoms in public. Like my only experience before that was buying condoms at a Walgreens by my house and the guy who was the checkout clerk there I was buying condoms when I was like in high school and the co- checkout clerk there was like so weird about me having sex when I was in high school really yeah he was like he wasn't scolding me but he was like he was like tr- jealous <laughs> I think you getting some, huh? Yeah, something ba- you're you're I'm Big getting flashbacks now. right now. Oh man. Yeah. This is this feels weird, but yeah, that was it was a much I, had, I remember it was a much better experience, but the person who was working at the condoms to go also didn't seem to be like enthused and knowledgeable about uh, sex toys the way that the people who work at Pleasure Chest are. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe I'm totally misjudging this person. I don't remember. I was like a terrified teenager when yeah. I was buying condoms and, and shit at condoms to go. Oh, I'm not man. the best. I'm not the best judge. <laughs> That's great though, man. Buying condoms in in Texas, it just sounds. It sounds like they are they all Magnum, you know, because it's all bigger <laughs> in Texas. Yep, everything yeah. everything's bigger in Texas, dude. <laughs> condoms. Yeah. Only fuck with a large dick. 
Dude, it's crazy uh, to think about Texas because uh, I I really enjoyed myself when I was there, and I what tripped me out is uh, the it feel it felt like I was in California. It felt like I was home because there's there's a, a lot of similarities there. But then when I was thinking about how the beach is at the bottom of the state, I started to feel enclosed. Like I started to feel like I'm just used to that having like the having that that beach there to be able to escape to i don't know it's just it's uh it's trippy to me I'm, i've been spoiled you yeah know? and the thing is you also don't even really want to go to the beaches down there anyway yeah. corpus christi <laughs> south padre island all of those beaches are gross <laughs> you want to go i don't know now Especially now that the Gulf, especially especially now that the Gulf oil spill, and there's probably still oil floating in and, oh, de- and dead sea animals floating onto those beaches. I did go on a fair. We went on a lot of family vacations growing up, but a lot of beach vacations we would go to like to Florida. We would drive okay. to Destin. Yeah, yeah, you know some beautiful, beautiful white sand <laughs> beaches. Occasionally, you go play uh, mini golf. Oh, nice, dude. I. Florida, I really did enjoy the time that I was there, but I didn't get to go any of the beaches. Uh, I enjoyed Waffle House. That's how. That's my uh, extent of culture. Uh, I miss Waffle House, man. Yeah, dude. That's the one thing. Waffle House, they have a Cracker Barrel in California. They do. Now, they have two now. No yeah, Waffle yeah. House. It's a no. shame. What, so, okay, this is the most cliche shit to ask someone from Texas, but uh, do you do you prefer Whataburger over In-N-Out? Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. What okay? That what? What is it about the burger? What is it about it? You think? What a burgers? Burgers are bigger. They taste better. And I'm saying from a logical, unbiased Californian. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah. So they're, they're bigger, bigger. They taste better, and you have more options with them. That's that's true. You can get jalapenos, right? Yeah, on a burger. you can. It was, here's the thing. I like In and Out. I am not an In and Out hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But In and Out is the illusion of choice, just because they have the secret <laughs> menu. Illusion. It's not. It's not as good mm-hmm. as Whataburger is. Yeah, and see, something about Whataburger just feels right. Yeah, and they have bacon. In and Out doesn't have bacon. That's true. And I always wonder if that will ever happen, if they'll ever give in. But I don't think that – I think they're just going to stick. Like, In-N-Out is going to stick. Ah, yeah, In-N-Out is going to stick to what and they it, know. And it works for them, you know. But the people would have very ridiculous claims when I was a kid that say you can get a chicken sandwich. And I'm like, dude, no, you can't get a chicken sandwich. That would be a completely different way to prepare. There's no way they'd have a chicken sandwich. But someday if, I want to get proved wrong, though, you know, because I do like a little more flavor. I do like barbecue sauce. I like jalapenos. Mm-hmm. I like – but I, you know, and what I loved though most about Whataburger wasn't the burger; it was the uh, breakfast chicken sandwich. Oh, the honey yeah. butter chicken biscuit! Oh my god, yeah, dude, that yeah. it's like doused in honey. Yeah, the 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 chicken is just juicy and fat. It's like as a as a as a tall man, I need diabetic food. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need food. Just put it would put Danny DeVito in a coma. You know, I need that food. Actually, he looks like he can handle a chicken a butter. Butter, honey milk. butter chicken biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that fucking ten times fast. My, is that a new thing? Is that a newer thing? Is that always been? It's always the, been on the menu. Oh, man, yeah, that is good. Um, and it's good that we can be logical adults. We don't, you know, there there doesn't have to be any sort of uh, animosity because that that always leads into you know some some bitterness. I got up actually at a hyenas and I made a Whataburger joke. They turned like I was I was pretty blue. I was being ridiculous. <laughs> and they, oh, they're on my side. And once I mentioned Whataburger, like I think someone someone recited a complete uh, Bill Burr <laughs> bit. I think someone said <laughs> someone said a racial slur. And I go up there and like joke <laughs> shat on Whataburger. It it, it divided. Man, you can't fuck very divisive, man. dude. No, but it was a good time, though. The hyenas was good. It was uh, which hyenas was it? It was the one in Dallas. Oh, OK. Yeah, Mockingbird yeah. Station. I yeah. lo- dude, that place was was nice. Really cold when I was there. Did you start getting up in Texas? No, okay. I I did a couple open mics in Texas when I was first starting out, but I started out in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you did you go to school in North Carolina mm-hmm. or oh, yep. okay? Went to college out there. Nice, dude. What's the scene like in in, in NoCo? I don't know what that's called. What do they call <laughs> it? I want to call it NoCo. We're in no. We went from NoCo to NoHo. Yeah, dude. I had a good time in the North Carolina scene. I was in. So the school I went to was in the middle of the state. So I was close enough to two major cities with comedy scenes. The nice thing about comedy in North Carolina, in particular, 
is that there are a handful of major cities that all have some sort of comedy scene. Yeah. Whether that's clubs, indie shows, some combination of the two. I was going to the Greensboro Club, uh-huh. which is called the Idiot Box and still is, still That's exists. An amazing name. It's yeah. Great, <laughs> great. Shout out to uh, shout out to Steve and Jenny and uh, and Trundy over at the Idiot Box. They're great. And then there's the North Carolina. Uh, the, the what's it called? The Research Triangle. Which is like Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. Oh, okay, yeah. Raleigh's yeah. got Good Nights, which is now under new management from when I was out there. And then there's also a handful of indie shows. At the time, there was this place called DSI mm. for uh, Dirty South Improv that has now been bought out by this club from New York. Uh, this dude who runs this place called The Pit, okay. who's a UNC grad. And he has changed DSI into the pit because the guy who's running DSI was a real Me Too-y kind of piece of shit. Oh, okay. So, but they were running comedy shows in their venue and then outside of their venue. So I was able to get up. Once I started giving a shit, I was able to get up a good bit. And I had there were open mics and shows, and it was a good time. The comics in North Carolina were, were a fun bunch to get started with. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I always I always love to hear people's stories and where where you began and and when did you know that you're going to move to L.A. Well, I decided my senior year. I thought about New York, uh-huh. but so my college degree was in film. You know, my official title was media arts and entertainment, but it was basically a film degree. So I thought, well, I'll move to somewhere and get PA work, and then work there during the days or whatever the hours are, and then do stand up at night. And so it was either L.A. or New York. My plan was kind of always L.A. I always liked L.A. a lot. I'd been out here a couple of times prior for, you know, some we'd been some family trips and we'd done some places uh, where I was doing like college shit. Like I was out here for a month or or something for um, like my freshman year. Yeah. And I liked L.A. a lot. I decided that was the place around the end of the year Mm. of my senior year and just haven't looked back. I do want to go to New York eventually, probably, probably pretty soon. I'm thinking sometime in the next couple of years, move to New York. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, uh, grew up a lot of film, film majors actually. Uh, uh, my buddy that works out of the studio went to SC and stuff. So like, I, I always loved film and I grew up, watching movies like most human beings uh but it it, uh it's great though when um you know there's a lot of different avenues in in entertainment and and art and uh film is just uh i don't know man i love movies and what was what was your like in film what would you want to do what was like something that you wanted to do writing or or directing or acting or i really had a hard time pinning it down for a minute because when i the first time that that i came to la that college trip my freshman year i didn't realize because i don't think you do until you go to film school yeah or if you're somehow very savvy and you like you learn this stuff early but for the general population there's it's hard to think of making movies in terms of other than like the person who's writing it, the person who's directing it, and the people who are acting in it. Yeah. So you never think about any of the below the line stuff, like gr- a key grip or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I really liked. You know, I've you know, I would love to write. I'd love to direct. Those are things that I was like, yeah, those would be cool. But I also really liked music stuff. Yeah. I liked photography. I. Was you know when I was PAing, I was doing location scouting, which oh, was a great. lot of fun. I loved that kind of stuff. Yeah, it would have been cool to be involved in any of that stuff, but I wound up working at comedy clubs pretty quickly after I moved mm-hmm. to LA, and then all of that stuff just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't need it. Yeah, yeah. And then now I'm back in writers' rooms and stuff where I'm doing writing and then also producing yeah which is just the most as i found the most nebulous term (laughs) it's such a (laughs) catch-all yeah but it's so it's it's like sort of what i expected but not really you Mm -hmm. know like i never anticipated that i was going to be doing the specific things that i do yeah as far as when i'm on working on a television show now this is not the kind of stuff that I even thought about then because I was still like, oh, I'll probably, you know, I would like to work in sitcoms and 
maybe work on movie sets and that kind of stuff. And now I'm like working in game shows, reality TV, yeah. late night variety, sketch stuff, all sorts of things that, again, another avenue that I'm like, I had no idea that this even really existed. Yeah. It just didn't, it didn't really occur to me. Yeah. But no, here it is. See, that's, that's great, man. It's, there's so much out there that you may not know. And there's a lot of people I've met, you know, doing comedy that, yeah, originally we're going to be something else. They're going to be doctors or something, you know, it just, yeah. it, it calls you, you know, but, uh, I thought I was going to be a concert photographer for a while. Oh, really? That was one of the first internships I ever had outside of filmmaking stuff. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, you could do all that, man. You could still do everything, you know? It's, yeah, but why? I, I want to narrow it down. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, that's, that's my issue. I've always done too much. Because I started in, like, the sketch world. I went to UCB with, uh, you know, a mutual friend of ours, Mr. John Shevsky, like, mm. 12 years ago. And I was Go supposed to start getting... Oh, dude, the best, man. Love that guy. Yeah, he, I was supposed to start getting up then. He wanted me to stand up then. And uh, I was mortified at the thought of being by myself you know uh -huh. of just doing that and just the character stuff i always kind of found my like I, I could let loose and uh but uh it, it's 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 cool though i think the improv background is such a great tool like and, and i want to ask you about it because you perform at the pack i know you do you do yep. improv as well yep every tuesday yeah yeah i, I love that spot I, I i got up there a couple times on uh you know eric wargo yeah yeah uh, some of his shows when he started doing them there he okay. had me do like character stuff or whatever. I did my Vince Scully. Thing you ever seen Night Church? I haven't. Oh, but I've heard it's good so things. great! I love uh, Night Church dude. so much. One of my favorite shows to watch in yeah. LA. Yeah, and War goes on there. Yeah, he's fantastic. In case you didn't, in back of your head, <laughs> listeners, put those two <laughs> two and two together. But yeah, I, I want a little uh, tidbit there. But I like to have our get. You know, this is about theme parks and life, so it, right. it covers all of it. But uh, before you know, before we. Get you out of here. I have a little game that I play. Uh, <gasps> I love games with with, with my guests. Let's and, play a uh, game. So I, these are I've I've worked out a few different uh, games here. I had I had theme park accidents, facts or fiction, and it got really morbid real fast. <laughs> you kind of you kind of run out of like you know children death being funny real quick. You know it's like all right all right, but there's some of that in here. So this is this is a little more broad term. This is uh, theme parks facts. Fact or fiction? So okay. this covers a yeah umbrella okay. of stuff. Okay, so I'm going to give you three uh, incidences or things that have happened at theme parks or information at theme parks, and you're going to tell me which one you feel is uh, false at the end of uh, okay. your Okay. Okay. Oh, so. is, is what, one question before we get into the yeah. game? Is there only going to be one false thing um, okay, per it's, category? It's going to be one false thing, and... Sometimes I'll throw in a little bit like a driver's test to throw you off a little bit, but okay. they're okay. okay. Uh, all Just right. seeing what I'm up against. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, in China, there is an amusement park where you can be cremated, uh, but uh, skip the roller coaster. The window of the World Park in Shizan, I, I butchered that name, uh, <laughs> Shizan, China, has a virtual reality attraction. Did you just say jizz on China? I said, I said jizz on China. <laughs> you guys want to That's how coronavirus started spreading. <laughs> you can't do that. So, and jizz on China, it has a virtual reality attraction that lets you experience being cremated. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. there's a ride about, being cre uh, about cremation. All right. So, that's the first one. Okay. Uh, Doritos were invented at an amusement park. Shortly after Disneyland opened in 1955, a restaurant there created Doritos in an effort to prevent food waste by just tossing out unused tortillas. And that's how Doritos were founded in Disneyland. Uh, okay, and this is the last fact here. Uh, SeaWorld San Antonio, the Great White Coaster. Uh, the park's first coaster... A uh, inverted roller coaster that debuted in 1997, top speed of 50 miles an hour. It is the first roller coaster of its kind in Texas. Its height is 108 feet, and the total track length is 2,005. This is too mathematical. Uh, <laughs> the Great White Coaster was San Antonio's tribute to the 80s hair metal band Great White. Just like the Great White, the ride features pyrotechnics. Uh, there was one minor incident of a man getting his eyebrows singed off his face from the close proximity of the pyro. The other incident is that the famous one of the Fabio Mel model getting uh, money shotted by a bird smashing his face while riding the ride uh, is another famous incident. 
and uh, a woman also giving birth on the ride, and several other miscarriages have been caused by the ride, which has earned the catchy nickname Abortionorama. So, which of these three uh, facts, <laughs> these three theme park facts, do you believe are false? I remember the Great White Coaster. Yeah, I've been to six. I've been to Disney, uh, not Sea World. I've been to Sea World in. Yeah, that's a trip to the Sea World. I completely forgot that there even yeah. was a Sea World until you brought it up. But now I'm like, oh yeah, I've been there. I remember when the Great White Coaster was there. They also have another coaster there now called I think it's the the, the Steel Eel. Um, but I don't. Sounds like something you buy at the Pleasure Box. It does, yeah. I can go to the Pleasure Chest and the steel deal. <laughs> yeah, Pleasure Chest. Here's the other things I know, is that I know how nacho cheese... No, not nacho cheese. I know how Flamin' Hot stuff was invented, but that's Cheetos. Mm-hmm. So the Doritos thing could be right. Though I'm pretty sure Frito-Lay is based out of Texas, but it could have moved. Who knows? Um, the cremation thing sounds exactly like something that would happen. So I'm going with Great White. I don't think the Great White was that <laughs> intense. Okay, so uh, you're extremely correct. Uh, you're very yeah. That one was I, you I know, think you threw yourself. I off fucked there. myself because I'm like, I I I wrote the last part. I like I like grabbed Wikipedia <laughs> articles. The 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 thing that fucked me up is how di- unorganized I am on this bit because I have like a fucking notepad of all of these facts. I'm like, oh shit, because there's some that are a little more subtle but ridiculous. Because uh-huh. sometimes reality is stranger than fiction, you know. Yeah. I'd, I had Aaron Patrick on, and he was talking about in uh, in uh, Six Flags Atlanta, someone got their head kicked off like a football, and it was uh, yeah. And, and that's happened, I think, at Six Flags over Texas too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Somebody lost something on the Batman ride, like sunglasses or something, and then they went over the fence to get it, and then their head got kicked off. Oh man, yeah, it's it's amazing. There's uh, there's a lot of very fascinating, bizarre stories uh, in these theme parks, and that's what I love about this show. Uh, you know. If, if, if anyone wants to share some of these stories, DM me. I'd love to hear the crazy stories, man. Uh, you know, I've heard about people conceiving children at theme parks. I've heard of, you know, people get... There was a story about a guy getting uh, one of the... Um, uh, fuck, what is it? One of the, like, wires from the ride, like, snapped and, like, cut off his penis. And uh, I can't find a, a great article on that, like, factual article. It's, like, mm-hmm. one of those, like, it's fake news, but I want to believe it type Snopes. things. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, but um, but man, no, I I appreciate you coming on the pod, Mr. J. Light. Happy uh, to be here. Thanks you, for having yeah, me. Yeah, you're truly uh, a fun time, man. Very uh, very good times. Where can people find you on the information website? Oh, web? the good old super highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am at Diet J on Twitter and Instagram. My shows and show dates can be found at jlightcomedy.com. Man, CJ, real great dude. Oh, and my podcast, Blockbusting, oh, which yes. we've mentioned a little bit, but listen to it, especially if you like movies. It's a movie. It's a show about people hating movies and why they hate the movies they hate. So fun, man. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy your churros. Watch your diabetes. I'm Robert Thompson. <laughs> All right.
Just you can't just leave.